grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great work week. Probably not because it's Friday. We're all like trying to de decompress here from work. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour while I keep pushing buttons. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It may take us a while, but we can get to you. You know, like I've been saying all week, a lot of people, when you think of California, you think of it like Hawaii. You think of beaches, sandy beaches and bikinis and being in the sun and all that. Well, it is like that. So it's like that directly on the West Coast. More south. You don't want to go up north. It's cold up north. But, uh, you know, either way, we've got pristine beaches south and north to us. But California is also very mountainous. We have the Sierra Nevadas. You know, we've got, we've got other mountain ranges. Um, we've got deserts. We've got high deserts. We've got a lot of farmland. So that's why, after your initial call, it may take us a day or two to get to you. But we'll always get to you. But the bright side of all that is, you don't have to sit there and strife on whatever's going on or whatever you think might be going on in your house. Because we have mediums like Nancy and Trish and Karen. And they, they can call you. And in most cases, they can calm things down before we get out there. Or calm things down enough so that it doesn't bother you until, until we get out there and we can deal with it. So... Don't stress, don't stress, don't stress. Anyway, today's an interesting day before I get into everything else. I was just on TikTok, and I loved go. I love fishing. I've always loved night fishing for catfish. Learned to fish initially in the ocean. I just saw the coolest thing, and I had, I've been out of touch with, with, like, the goodies that fishermen have now. There was a glow-in-the-dark fishing pole, and I had no idea that they made fiberglass fishing poles. And then what you do is, you know those, those, those safety things you snap? You know, the yellow, red, whatever color. You shove one of those up into the pole, and the pole glows in the dark at night. I've got to get me one of them, okay? Usually, you know, the old days when you were catfishing, you either had a big flashlight or you put a bell on the end of your fishing pole so you could tell when they were biting in the dark, right? This is slick. I mean, this is the slickest thing I've seen. So I'm going to have to save all my pennies up, or if somebody out there is listening and knows I'm, I'm an avid fisher person, and wants to buy me one of these, these fiberglass poles, oh my god, I would be eternally grateful. Because I want to get back into fishing again. I haven't done that in a long time. And I want to get back out and start doing it. Because I, I, it's so much fun. It was so relaxing for me. But I'm, I'm a great fisher person. I'm as good as anybody out there. But I need, I need one of these, these fiberglass poles that can glow in the dark. That's, that's what I want. That's my ultimate dream. Christmas is coming. Hint, 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 hint. Anyway, getting down to business. I'm going to be... Uh, hosting a uh, club, a meditation club. And the goal of the meditation club is we're gonna, I'm going to be doing meditations three times a week with you. And they're guided meditations. And they could be on anything from finance to health to current life events. But we're going to be doing this. It's $25 a month. And you get 30 days worth of three minutes for three meditations a week. We may, you know, depending on how things go, I may expand that to four or five times a week. We'll see how it is because of me and my health and uh, other stuff I have going on. But uh, 
It's something I thought of doing, and I, I used to do it when I was first diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I got into, me into meditation, and I had a really good instructor, and it really helped me. It really helped my, me get my heart in a good place and put my head in a good place. So if you guys are interested in doing a meditation three times a week, got it with me. And it would, it would either be at 5 p.m. Pacific because of the people on the East Coast or maybe 7.30 after I do the show. You know, I'm trying to, like, nail that time down or nail the right time to do it. It's a good thing. You can wind your, your day down with, with a nice meditation. So if that's something that's, uh, you, sell, you think you're interested in, check out the California Haunts Meetup, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup, and sign up over there. Like I said, it's $25 a month. All that money goes back to is is helping to keep the radio show on and keep the equipment going for the paranormal team so we can help people. That's all. We don't make any money doing this, you know. So uh, if that sounds like something you're interested in, come on over. There's only 10 spots available for that for, for that meditation club. And that'll be a monthly thing. So we're gonna, I'm going gonna to start. We're going to do it every month. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun thing. Also, I believe that's on the 19th, whatever that Saturday is. The day after that, I'm going to be teaching the psychic development class two, which is for people that have a, which is for people that got through my psychic development class one, and for people that have abilities and don't quite know what where their abilities lay, and things like that. Because what we look at during that class is, is we're going to do some exercises for for clear audience, clairvoyance, and different things like that, so we can see where your strong points are. Sometimes you get a psychic who can do a lot of stuff, if not all of it, right? But sometimes psychics are limited to one or two specialties that they have. And this is how we can find out and sort through it. I teach you protection techniques. I teach you uh, all kinds of stuff in that, that, that development class, too. It's, it's a more complicated class than development class one. Again, go to the California Hospital Investigation Team Meetup and find the class under events if you're interested in that. Okay, that being said, if you're watching from Facebook today and you like what you see and hear, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. And if you have anybody else that's around you, friends or whatever, share, share, share. We're looking to have the show shared to as many people as possible. Try to get those numbers up. Also, ah, where am I at? Okay. Also, uh, the FYP. The way the FYP works, and this works for this works for wherever you're at: TikTok, Facebook, you know, YouTube, Twitch. The FYP works in that the more people we, a, the more people we have come watch the show, plus the people that are watching the show. Uh, the more likes you give, the thumbs up, the happy faces, and all that stuff, the higher up they put us in the FYP, which means it gets distributed out, out into that world, right? Out, out to the netherworld of, of, of the internet, so more people can see us. And it works the same way for YouTube. And like I said, TikTok and all that. So if you can find it in your heart today, if you like what you hear and you, you enjoy the show, give us a thumbs up, give us a happy face, give, you know, give, give us those love hearts. We're looking, we're looking for love, okay? Same thing with YouTube. Uh, if, if you haven't done so already, uh, please subscribe. We have over 700 videos over there, all of this show, all different topics, and I think there's something you'll find that you like. And I'm still in the process of categorizing everything, so it makes it easier for you to find them. But if you want to, for instance, go find some of Nancy's older shows that she's done with us, you can click on the Nancy Mass file. Uh, UFOs and alien abductions, there's a file for that. So, you know, it's much easier to find. So I, I really ask that, 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 you, that you do that. And also, you know, again, we're trying to build up our subscribers over YouTube. You know, we're always trying to build up. Same thing with Twitch. We're always trying to build up a Twitch. And uh, TikTok. Okay. And if you do have a parallel issue or you want to contact Nancy or I or whoever, you, you can find me on uh, Facebook under, under my normal name. Or you can find us under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio. You can find me at Ghosty Graham. Uh, Ghosty Graham. 
<laughs> you can find me on Instagram as Ghosty Gal. It's a mouthful. And that's all lowercase. You can find me over at TikTok under California Haunts. You can also find me at uh, Twitter under uh, Cal Haunts. Our California Haunts, you can find us at Twitch under Cal Haunts. And of course, our YouTube is youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio with the C H R cap. See, all done with that. Anyway, tonight's topic's interesting. I used to think there was a dark cloud following me. My dad would always laugh about that. But this, this, this is something like that. You know, you, you have goals that you've set for yourself. Maybe when you were younger, remember when we were all in high school and we got to that point in our junior year when they said, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And then you'd pick something, and then the, the guidance counselors would, would, would help you start picking courses or, or picking reading material or whatever to, to go towards that goal, right? We all have goals, whether it's working goals, whether it's, you know, whether it's I'm going to clean my yard goals or I'm going to get up this morning and, 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 and dye my hair goals or, or whatever, whatever goals there are. And sometimes it seems like you can't do anything right. Like that, like I said, the dark cloud, you know, where it seems like something's blocking you from getting to that, to that goal achievement. Well, I think there's a way to get around that. And I think Nancy has some ways to help us get around that, that type of block. And that's what today's show is about. All right. So without further ado, let me bring in Nancy and away we go. I, you, I love that intro. You uh, spoke of things that I can't, I haven't posted all of that. I have th- right. three and a half pages of notes. <laughs> so I spent a couple hours and um, I love YouTube and everybody that's out there skirt around and find inspirational spots. And it seems a theme of <clears throat> human beings that we are born into the world. We only have a couple of fears. One of them is falling course that would be you know and hunger we have a fear of hunger. Hung, lock of huh hunger being broke Hung- I, I fear <clears throat> hunger being broke uh the fear of falling and <laughs> at that point then in childhood toys are taken away from us uh we get pat on the head and we don't know why um there's a lot of woundology i call it when i talk to people who have issues i'm going to go uh, out of line here so I'm trying not to not address what I'm wanting to talk about um, every stage of our life there's rewards and there's punishment and there's lack of and a lot mm-hmm. of our woundology is coming from childhood and it's not the parents fault it could be the school's fault it could be the kid that bullies you and that a lot of times and I'm not saying everybody needs hypnosis or counseling or a therapist please don't go there a lot mm-hmm. of these answers we can find we never think we're good enough that statement can be invisible. <clears throat> and when I talk to parents of a kid that's unruly or one that's causing a lot of trouble, <clears throat> a lot of times it's not that the child's ADHD. Though one child was the other day. <laughs> I says that child, but I don't know how much we want to drug the child up anymore either. Um, it's sometimes when a child un- unintentionally creates a problem, another child could come up and say, have you had videos where the child comes up to the child and goes, boom, throws it on the ground? You'd be surprised how that wounds us. And we have mm-hmm. to learn all over again that we're worthy. And you can find well-intentioned people that if you want inspiration, <clears throat> and I wanted to bring up one gentleman's name, the group today, I want to give him credit. Um, let me see if I, because I had it. Uh, didn't you know? Okay. Um, like mind, wait a minute, that's not it. 
oh, come on, Nancy. Of course I would. Where is it? So anyway, it's called, now <laughs> write this down, everybody. Luke Mind Power Podcast. And I'm going to give credit to these kids because <laughs> they must be buddies. Um, uh, how to overcome a depression, anxiety, and start life living start living life on your own terms. Absolutely. And a lot of times we need that encouragement that we can do, we can create, we're worthy, um, that we are uh, entitled. All those words work for us. Yet, those people come to me because they can't get their own stuff together. There's not a person on the planet, even podcasters that are bazillionaires. They all struggle. Can I keep it up? Am I good enough? Have I had complaints? Uh, very early in my career, I had a couple of people step up and they wanted to put me on a new level. And I was, I was terribly flattered. And I remember thinking, there's a good and a bad time spot to that. And there was this woman and she died about 10 years back. I think everybody knows Sylvia Brown. And she was good enough. And her husband came to me for a reading. And he got to reading at a big Cal Expo not Cal Expo, it was down at the Civic Convention Center in Sacramento. And he looked at me, he says, you're really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I needed that. Because I talked to 72 people that weekend and this one guy, without realizing how he boosted me up, we all need it. And I do this every day for 33 years now. And I, I, it's wonderful. But there isn't a person on the planet that hasn't said, am I good enough? Can I go forward? Can I look for a new job? And I want to address some of the things outside of you're good enough, you're entitled. We're here for experiences, not lessons, everybody. We're not here just to suffer. Though I do feel like some people like myself had to suffer so I could identify with what you're going through. Absolutely. Uh, Shar and I have been through the ringer. I, I've mentioned that a few times. I love life. And I, no matter how bad things can get, everybody has those times. I've had some health issues. This is allergies, everybody. I'm not sick. (laughs) It's troublesome. At the same time, I'm grateful to be alive. I want to live longer to see how my story ends. Um, I wish not to move for a while. I'm sick and tired of boxes. Very early, I think in the late 90s, I had this wonderful girl in Florida touch base with me. And she fell desperately in love with somebody. And they were married like a year and he died. And it was traumatizing. It was so terrible. And she went through health, um, not healthy, job things. And then she got an illness, an overall body thing. And I actually wrote a book about her, Help Get Me Out of This Funk. And it will address some of the things. I put it on Amazon at the cheapest price they would let me. So that everybody could for $1.99. Some of them $99, I don't remember. And it dresses her conversation with me like nothing ever works for me. Nothing is good enough. I'm not good enough. I have people complain about me. I cannot address all that in one hour. When Char told me, would you? And I sat down and I started typing up this stuff. I went, holy tomatoes. What I'm going to talk about for an hour, if we can go a whole hour, is mm-hmm. I'm going to pull from what you can get online for free from other places like the young men I just told you about. Wonderful, wonderful. And they're so good. I'm going to write my note because they do the shorts. What, Char, what are they called? YouTube shorts? What are they called? They're called shorts. They're shorts they're like, on YouTube, yeah. Yes. And these two fellows, they dance to all their, they do a dance anywhere. And then they superimpose what they want, 
you to think about. Very clever. And I know there's tons of people out there doing this. Um, and I will eventually too talk about clients and their issues. So there's every day, even today, or was it yesterday? Morning, I can't remember. A gal from Seattle called me and she works for TikTok. And she's leaving TikTok because she wants to work from home and she got a job to work from home. And that was a great big thing. And I will address that later on what it takes to be able to change your life completely when you're working mm -hmm. safely. So I want to start with uh, feel block about realizing your goals. We don't have goals. People don't make goals. When things come up, then they create that. And I've always told the people when I went to college, I took things. Um, I wanted to be a, a physical ed teacher. I was very active in Benway all my life, but I also like reading and I like English. And then uh, my mother was self-employed and I thought, oh, I, I'd like business marketing. And I was really good at it. And they created, and I'm giving people ideas here. What if you had a product? And I remember the teacher telling me how you did this amazing. You just, how would you promote your, your business or your parents' business? Well, I come in the era. <laughs> We didn't have a lot of advertising on TV. We, I didn't have a TV until I was 12 years old. In high school, I don't remember watching TV. We just didn't have the influx. We didn't have the phones. We didn't see other people being so successful that it drowns our confidence. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my mother was a commercial artist. So was my father. And everybody, no, everybody knows that he got killed when I was uh, six years old. But she mm -hmm. went into the business and I put a plan together how to promote my mother's uh oh how to promote my mother's business and i got flyers i put them on door uh, cars and everything what that taught me is learning how to think as though it was your mother's business how would you help your mother in this business and so i'm making that as a smallest componency everybody oh my t my camera is not focusing me so i look in the I'm off to the side, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, it looks like I'm looking at Char, which I am. But um, it's, what that taught me is if you have someone around you that is in business, pretend they're mm -hmm. doing it as an independent, like I'm doing my business and mm -hmm. Char. So when I got into my business uh, for the Pacific Telephone Company, I was an engineering supervisor. And then I got into uh, personnel and they put me in soft sales um, Union grievances and layoffs. That's where they wanted me. And it was awful, but taught me how to talk. But marketing was my forte. And I learned how to compartmentize ideas. So that's what I'm kind of going to do tonight is like we get stuck, but we forget how to look at things. And I did that with this book also, um, Help Get Me Out of the Funk. And what I want to talk, I'm going to have a cat here. Um, down. <laughs> um, what I want you to do is to enjoy thinking of you as your mother. And how would you want to help your, well, hope you like your mother if you not pick somebody else, your spouse or your best friend who needs money. Think about them in the smallest componencies and you're going to help them get ahead. And that's how I looked at this for tonight. In that, this is not just about jobs. I want you to think about your best friend this is the first one I'm going to, because this was also another client today. Um, where's that man, Nancy? 
<laughs> and I talked to her and she says, oh, you said the same thing last time. Well, how many months back did we talk? Oh, about three or four. I says, you want me to repeat myself? That means you're on your path, which tells me, and I've already told everybody that in some ways, what you're doing today and struggling is exactly what you need to struggle through to get to where you want to go. And uh, another little girl last week ca uh, called me. She says, I'm not pregnant yet. Uh. And I says, you know, that magic moment when you and Papa get together is the only moment that matters. You don't know which moment that is. Go home and love him up. It will happen. So I described the child. And I said, it looks like a little bit of olive complexion, like an Italian, possibly with hazel eyes. Well, Papa's Italian and she has hazel eyes. And I says, how would I know what culture you're from? Well, I'm Caucasian. I says, <laughs> I can't see you. I'm on the phone with you. And she says, oh, oh. And I, and I said, please calm, and, calm down. Enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow. Love your man. Enjoy your man. Because you are in a loving relationship. I see these beautiful children coming to you. And in some ways, we rationalize our life as failures. She sees herself as failure. And I said, you're struggling so hard that it's already planned. Because I've already told you what your child looks like. And he's going to be gorgeous. I mean, oh, wow. You know, you know the Italian, uh, oily skin, you have to scrub it a lot. You know, that look. Um, dark eyes, and they'll lighten up to be hazel. A little bit of ash color on her on his head. And I says, oh, my gosh, you're going to be, well, is he going to be crippled? Is he going to be healthy? I go, <laughs> only God knows that. I see him perfect. Everybody's perfect, no matter what the issue is, because they're meant to be that way. And I know people don't like hearing that, but we have to accept that. And that's part of the journey of all our lives. And that's the hardest thing to get to. When we calm down and realize there are, and remember, my father was killed by a drunk driver. Mm -hmm. Terrible. My sister and I are five or six years old. My mother had no income, except, and I'll tell this again because it's an amazing story. He took a life insurance policy out April 1st, 1955, midnight. He was killed at 2 or 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, he had the gift, right? Yes, 33 years old. And they tried to blame it on him because of that. The thing is that the three Korean War heroes were all drunk, and they crossed the line and hit him. How is it his fault? How? The divine is in charge, not us. So as we go through this, remember everything you think of was part of the process for you to get to where you're going. So the little girl that set this up for me to start, uh, are you afraid of, of dating, had bad experiences, stories of friends who've had really bad experiences? We have to break this down into small steps. You have to become a place where you're not going to be a victim of their experiences. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be afraid of life because the man that you're supposed to meet, and we're going to say you are because that's what you're dating for, you mm -hmm. want an end result. Now, there's people who don't date, and there's people who say to me, you know, after two marriages, uh, you ain't going to catch me. Well, they're not going to meet somebody. Or if they do meet somebody, it's because it's on their path to do so. And their anger, frustration is melted away. And it's supposed to be, it will happen. And that has happened to me too, where I've described somebody. And 10 years later, the woman calls me up. It was a tall, thin, high-waisted, very gray-haired man. Very unusual look. And um, uh, she played pickleball. And I says, he has shorts on. It was before she got into pickleball. And she got into it and she managed to call me up. She says, I can't believe this guy showed up. I says, I just, all I did was tell you what I saw. Mm -hmm. It was going to happen. 
and I'm glad she lived her life until that did happen. No pat on the back for me, everybody. This is hard work. And I live in the second of every reading. I live on the cliff, as they say, because I have to trust the universe has given me what people need. And it's really hard work. I don't take it lightly, right, Shar? You know I do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in some ways, if I could say to you from these readings, what are we struggling for? You're struggling to make sure you enjoy every breath you take. You can only walk one step at a, one breath at a time, one step at a time, one heartbeat at the time. How mm -hmm. you live it and how happy you are in that moment is the only thing that matters. Ten years from now, are you going to be angry that you wasted those years not being happy? Everybody has relationships that don't work. Are you thinking you're the only one? Hmm, I don't think so. There isn't a, a year that goes by we go, did I make the right choice? Yes, you did, or you wouldn't be in this situation. What are you learning from it? Are you, and I know that Shara and I have had, I took care of my grandmother for 13 years. She took care of both of her parents. And it was really rough. In fact, mine was so rough that after I put her in the, um, Fudge. I was going to say the name, a convalescent kind of environment, uh, Auburn, in Auburn, <laughs> in Auburn, that I didn't visit her as often as I wanted to. And she was there for six years. And there was a lawsuit against me and her doctor that we didn't take good enough care of her. We won because we did. It's very hard to do. But I learned compassion. I learned what human nature was like. I learned a lot. So everything you go through out there is, is for your benefit, not for your punishment. So with getting back to dating, I want you to know that it's important that we learn who we are. With all that I just said and all that you've been through, who are you? And I've told people over and over, enjoy who you are and write it down. I have. And every few years I write it down. I go, I like to do this. What is on my bucket list? Because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to present that to a potential partner? Dating is not a game. It's a search for like attracts like, or as some of my family relatives, they were opposites. And the family said they wouldn't have a life if they weren't able to combat each other every day. And they, mm -hmm. they were so in love with each other. They were so in love with each other. So clearly it, it can go either way. We want someone in our life that makes us better. And sometimes that person pushing us is not always what feels good in the moment. So put your list together of what you want in a partner to make your life better. What attributes do you feel like you would like that per person to bring to you? Got it? And the vice versa. If a man were to find you, what can you offer? And I've told people this. I've told too many ladies have said this to me. So the woman I'm having in my mind um, she won't figure it's her. It was in the early 2000s. She was a very pretty lady, petite. The look that most of us women would like to have at her age. She says, I'm very attractive. I says, you are. She was in her 50s. And she says, I'm really good at sex. I go, wow, that's great. And she says, I'm a good cook. Anything else? <laughs> She says, I like the garden. And I says, well, most of that could last 10 minutes, honey. You got to offer him more than that. It never occurred to her because our looks and our abilities for intimacy can go away. So the only thing you're going to offer him is you're a good cook. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I tell you, if man comes into my life, I want him to offer me what I'm desiring. Mm -hmm. And I want you to make the same thing as well as your friends. Our friends come and go in our lifetime. Um, and so on here, I put small steps, not big steps. Think about the smallest things that who you are. And when you were growing up, what hobbies did you have? What do you have in common with the person that could show up in your life? And I'm not going to talk about me. I want you to talk about you in your mind because I've not always had the best luck. And uh, a few men I thought I knew it did work out. And I'm glad now looking back. Okay. <clears throat> Who are you? Discover your partner and the value you give to him and vice versa. Be demanding because you are good enough. You're worthy. All the things that you can get from somewhere else. I'm going to try and make it small here. Um, because if we don't love ourselves, how can we love the one coming in and expect him to love you if you don't have respect for yourself? Big, big topics. I could speak all night on just one of those. If you have an interest in it, if you don't have a many interests, the Yellow Pages of Telvin book lists everything. Hobbies, go there. Go to a hobby. What's that one? Hobby Lobby. Go through there and find something that really attracts your attention. Go to meetup.com. Look at all the opportunities. In fact, I have signed up UFO meetings. And the one I love the most, want to, is from Canada. And I thought, well, I'm going to look for MUFON in my neighborhood. Auroville, Chico now probably has something. Where I came from, a Wairica. Believe it or not, I didn't find one up there. Crazy. It was in Oregon. Um, find something that makes you stand out from everybody else. Um, I would love to ride bikes. Um, I took rollerblading when I was 50. Cancer and Graves' disease has hurt my bones. So now I have to be careful, unfortunately. I can hike, walk, but I can't do the things I really want to do. Um, get a tattoo if you've always wanted one. My daughter, uh, when I turned 50, she treated me to tattoo. And she picked roses on her one toe. You're going to get to, to don't pick the one place on your whole body that's the most painful. <laughs> it's your toes. I imagine fingers could feel that way too. And I'd never had a tattoo. And I let her, I says, I have a tattoo. No one can take that from me. You're not afraid of man having tattoo. Well, you do that. Show bravery. Um, another idea. I want to give you some ideas. I have a lady friend that moved from Kentucky to Florida. Moved because her brother said, um, you need trouble help with your uh, grant. She's raising her grandchildren. I, I'm available. So she moved close to her brother in the villages. And I just adore her. And she got there and she looked around. She says, where is everybody? Very attractive woman in her 50s. So she created a meetup group all by herself. And she says, I want to meet people. So I'm going to do a dating site for my neighborhood. For my, I'm going to call it, um, she told me, and I've already forgotten, dating friends. Something like that in Florida. And now she, like last time she talked to me, she had 60 people. They get together for coffee. They go to the libraries, they take walks, friendship. If you want friendship, look for something like that. If you can't find it, create it. Because I guarantee you, you meet a man, they go, oh, you did that? Or a man meets a, a woman, man meets a woman who says, you have initiative? You are interesting. That's the kind of person I want in my life. And you'll say, am I here for just that? What are you offering me? Stand up for her, yourself. You're worthy of it. Um, and that's hard to do. But standing outside of your comfort zone is the greatest thing we can do for ourselves. 
And sometimes the comfort zone is painful, as comfortable, but then you don't grow as an individual or a spirit. Step outside of that and go, oh, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I was entertaining a group of women in Sacramento years back. And I, of course, when I pick up stuff, I don't always know. And looked at one lady, I said, do you have to get on the freeway and just get lost? And everybody went, ah. I says, I know a freeway I want to drive. In fact, I have done it, but I'd like to do it again. It's Route 66, going from here to mm -hmm. Texas. That's on my agenda, everybody. I've been on it before, but there's a, um, when I was a young, young person, uh, Route 66 was a TV show, and I really loved it. These two guys are going cross country. Great show. She went on Route 66, but the story behind her, she's afraid of driving. And she admitted it in front of a group of women. She says, I've been terrified of driving all, all my life. And I says, now that I'm this age, I've got a job. She was working for, excuse me. <laughs> she was working for a newspaper magazine in town. One that we all know, Char. <laughs> one that's in Sacramento. And she would drive all over. And that was part of her job. And she couldn't hardly stand it. And she says, oh, my gosh you're telling me to go get lost? And I says, how are you going to conquer your fears until you drive where you're not comfortable anymore? You have to overcome it. So if you guys were afraid of spiders, guess what? The psychiatrist, psychologist, the therapist would say, would you go out, find some spiders and make them a pet in a jar? Learn spider world. Do that. I wouldn't recommend going to an alligator pond if you're scared of alligators. We just read of a woman getting chewed up the other day in Florida, 82 years old. Hello. Her little doggy got chewed up first. Oh, terrible. But there are things you can do. Now, this friend of mine, if you out there have this problem, she had a real phobia about driving. She lives in Auburn, and she got in the car, and she drove um, to the first exit off the freeway, got off, went back home to back roads. Then sometime later, she got on the freeway, same way, and she got up to that exit and says, I know that exit. I know where that can take me home. So... I'm still safe. I'm just going to go to the next exit. Guess what happened? After a while, she made all of the exits. She stayed on that side of the freeway until she learned. And then she went all the way down. And then coming back, she took the exit off, got used to it. Oh, look, at there's Walmart here in Rockland. Yay. And then she'd go up the next one. Um, Newcastle has a um, Carol's restaurant or something. Oh, look at the restaurant. Let me go. She made it a fun experience, but she took little steps, little steps. That's how we overcome a phobia. For this girl, she took those steps, but she was afraid of life. And I told her, I said, stay on that road until you can, are comfortable with yourself, that you feel safe, that you have learned how to drive, and turn around and come back. And she did. I don't think she went to um, Texas, because <laughs> it was Sacramento, California, she lives. Um, try to think where she lives now i uh, don't think she lives in sacramento i think she's in southern california but and and of course she hadn't learned how to drive can you imagine living in the la basin i think she's that friend of mine that works for she's a, probably on strike now i think she got a job my mission to char uh she got a job writing for one studios but i can imagine driving back and forth to work how hard is that okay mm -hmm. honey i got pet here Anyway, those are some of the smaller steps that we have that we need to overcome any kind of fear because those fears will bleed over into all the other aspects of our life, and especially if you want to meet somebody and they say to the friend, oh, I love to drive. I want to take us to Texas. You're going to sit there and go, 
oh, I just hate driving. Oh my God, he's going to drive us somewhere. So you need to overcome some of these fears. Um, I'm like everybody else right now. And I am just sympathetic as the Dickens, the homelessness. I'm just as afraid of vigilante. And uh, I just read in the paper of 30 people uh, mobbing a store and stealing everything. And I'm kind of older now. And I don't want to be in the way of that. I don't want to be around crime because I really have to learn how to defend myself. I actually took, when I was younger, uh, um, I call it Kung Fu, it was uh, uh, martial arts. And I did learn how to do that, but that was 50 years ago. And so when my husband had to have some heart work done, um, I'm up in Orville. We had to go to Sutter at 4.45 in the morning. Oh, troublesome troublesome and then he had then i stayed there and i got back so i would learn to conquer down and back guess what they made him stay one the uh, second or third trip down there for his surgery and stuff we're going to keep him overnight you got to come down tomorrow i had to drive without him you know how lost i got i got down there underneath the freeways where all the homeless people were i know Char. <laughs> she knows exactly where i'm talking about it was awful and I pulled into this gas station and the people in there were lovely young, tattooed, made up young men. <laughs> and I'm this old woman. And I said to these kids, I said, I'll give you a hug of someone, just tell me where I'm at. And one guy, I got lost, he says, give me a $50 bill. I says, can a grandma just give you a nice hug? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh grandma, can I hug you? Yes. <laughs> And they got me on my way. I loved it. I loved it. Because I appealed to their humanity on some level. And I was only within a couple blocks of being in the wrong direction. They said, oh, it's right over there. I gave them a hug. Can I give mm -hmm. you a hug? Oh, yes. And what that did was it taught me humanity more so than I know today. So we have to overcome our fears to be a better person, to be the one that you want someone else to meet kind of got off a little bit on that but it comes in together like you're going to meet a stranger are you not going to have to talk to them right are you know what conversations you can have are you interesting enough are you wanting them to be interesting take the small steps if you're afraid to talk to people get in toastmasters get into clubs meet lots of people because those clubs are where you're going to meet the, the person that you should be with because of the common interest level. I spend a lot of time on dating, but half my calls are on dating. <laughs> um, okay, the freeway, the Florida, um, and she's wonderful, the one in Florida. she I call her up, or we'll talk, she says, oh, I'm on my way to a meeting, I gotta talk to you later. I go, yay, go, <laughs> she just love me. Um, we could talk about loving yourself, we've already discussed that. There's so many wonderful sites out there that can tell you you're good enough. Sometimes we have to empower ourselves to be good enough for somebody else. Again, I encourage you to take and step outside your comfort zone and take a class mm -hmm. of which you probably would never have thought of, like Toastmasters, or take a uh, self-defense class. I have a mother and daughter friend in uh, Las Vegas, and we were talking 10 years ago. So, And she and her mother had just taken a class on how to shoot a gun. They were, t um, She worked for the sheriff's department one time, I think. And so they were out there target shooting. We're talking a 50 and 80 year old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, mom, 
out there with a little gun. Can you imagine? But what that did was it went, wow, look what I did. And that wow is what keeps us going. I do want to go on because that is only one part of making us a better person. Um, okay. Um, let's see what expectations too big for you. What do the other expectations have of you? Are they too big to see yourself obtaining? A lot of that comes from people think of you not good enough or wasting yourself or their expectations of what they want, they will put on you because it's too late for them. When I was younger, I, I really wanted to do this. Why don't you look into that? And you go, but I don't want to do that. How many kids are put through school by their parents and the minute they get, out, get back into college, they change their career path? Happened to me. My father-in-law wanted my first husband to be an engineer. And we got married two years after going to college. And he said to me, mm, biology, I'm not going to do engineering. I did engineering. He did biology. And so three years later, he got done. So um, are they too big for you to see yourself obtaining? Make sure that when people put their stuff on you, you have in your mind something to say. Don't let people say to you, why aren't you married yet? Oh, if you're married, they say, why don't you have your kids? Just tell them last time you had 10 children. This time you're going to rest and play. Tell them something fun. This lifetime, I got to find out who I am. Because having children is not what I'm about this lifetime. Make them wonder what you're talking about. Um, I'm still exploring, exploring who I am as a human being. My wishes and my wants and my desires for this lifetime come first. You can have children, but if you don't know who you are, what kind of parent you're going to be. I, I, I do not fault anybody. In fact, I know people who don't have children. And they are very, very happy people. I was in the generation where uh, Catholic families had children early. So we were married a year and we had a child. Looking back, I wouldn't ever want to change my life. But what did I know about children? What did I know about being a married person? <laughs> Just kids. Um, now, I want to talk about um, career paths. And I don't want you, I want to start here um, telling you, um, Whatever I talk about, I'm not talking about um, quitting your job. Because what I'm talking to you about is the components of you as a human being in the smallest pieces to make yourself valuable to somebody else. And that includes now, I want to talk about um, jobs, but I want to talk about fulfilling some wishes, wants, hopes, and desires. And I'm not telling you to quit your job, but there's a lot of people very, very unhappy with their job. And it's amazing. I would say every second or third person I talk to, two people, I get the days mixed up. I think it was today, um, today, the uh, TikTok lady was first and the second lady, uh, trouble at the office, uh, they wrote her up on something. The boss that wrote her up got fired because it was wrong, but she still has in her file that issue. Irregardless of how brilliant she is, because the boss didn't like her, she got written up, but when they found out who he was, they fired him. We live with that all the time. And then she says to me, the boss that came in to replace him, uh, replace the uh, last boss, she comes in and says, oh my God, I left the other job because of this politicky kind of stuff. That's everywhere, everybody. You almost never get away from it unless you're self-employed. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't like my own boss <laughs> at times. <laughs> I'm self-employed. Let me think that one through. What kind of choice did you make, Nancy? Oh, my God, look at this, right? And I've made wrong choices. Uh, one of the reasons that I didn't want to step up and be different more is um, I've been on some several shows, and I'm so kind-hearted that they didn't treat me well. Mm -hmm. I have a double-blind test about Professor Gary Swartz. Look it up. He was on Coast to Coast all the time. He's the one that promoted the TV show Medium. I got validated by him. I don't need to be on TV all the time. I'd rather help the masses. And that's where I am because I'm very happy helping you survive your life. I'm not telling you to quit your job if you don't like it. I, I was just talking to someone this, this afternoon oh, that was about the job she has is better than the job she had before. She has a job that's in and out, in and out, in and out. And I says, probably if you had another job you'd like to do, you'd be doing more of the thing you didn't want to do, though the product would be better. And so we have to look at the smallest pieces of a job and say, is it good enough? And if it's not good enough, how would you make it better? And I tell mm -hmm. people when you have a job you don't like, steal information. That's kind of a crude way of saying it. I says, on your resume, can you take information from the desk or people around you? Do you ever read up? We had what we call system instructions, paper, everybody, paper, and everything's on computer. Do you have time to read the system instructions of your company? Do you know the company, um, people that are in the company? Do you know who, who they are? Do you have any way to network? and find a better job by knowing these people. Do you go to the meetings? Step outside your comfort zone. Because if you do, people find you interested in all aspects of, a, of the career. You may get a better job. Same with people call me by interview and they want to know who they're interviewing and if they're going to get the job. And I says, did you look up um, the roster of who works there? Do you know where the locations of the buildings are? If you got a job at this title, what do you want next? Have you looked at all the jobs you could get if you take that job? Don't be bashful. You go in for an interview, ask them what they can do for you. If you're going to go with this pay, when can you get the next one up? And what do you need to be able to advance in the company? If I get hired, I want to say forever, everybody, what can you offer me? I'm interesting. I'm a, one day, I'm a stand-up comedian. I ride horses. I did. I rode horses, rollerblade. I did all kinds of stuff. People like people like you. Because in meetings and after the meeting's over, put your hands down, Nancy, they like that you can communicate and be interesting to the crowd. They want a well-rounded individual. Remember I said step outside your comfort zone. Find things that when you are in a group after a meeting, that you're interesting to the group because that makes people want to come and talk to you later on. Mm -hmm. They will say, oh, I can talk to that woman because I, I used to race horses. Oh, she rode horses. Okay. That was the one thing my hus current husband and I have in common. He was raised with horses and I rode and raced horses for 10 years. I know what a horse smells like. <laughs> and that's all. It, it doesn't take a lot. But you'd be surprised how many people will cling to you and tell their bosses, do you know that person does this? I really like that. That is a plus for you. It's not always the job that gets you the job. It's who you are that gets the job. Never be afraid of your qualifications. You are who you are. But if you were going to get a job doing one thing, how many times have you looked it up online to see if you could take an online course of it? Do it. Mm -hmm. Make it current. I've taken three classes on hypnosis. 
just to keep current. I got more paperwork, how to relearn it. The last class had the DVDs and all the other stuff. I, every once in a while, I'll go through everything because I want to be current. <laughs> so that's um, covering job. I don't know if I could talk about more. Um, one person did bring this up to me. All these years, I've only had this maybe a couple of times. Do I look good enough? That's hard. And the woman that talked to me about it, we talked um, briefly about it. She only wears black, no time of year, Washington, D.C. They wear black there. I don't like, you know, this is royal blue. Uh, and this is because it's camera. Kashar and I, so I took a class on how to look good on a camera, right? <laughs> Online class. Dark colors, looks better. But anyway, so she wore that. And I says, okay, that's okay. But for the interview, why don't you put a blue scarf on? Like a tie instead of black, black shirt, black jacket black pants and she stood out it doesn't matter that you have one color on it's matter is that what do they remember of you if you're only mm -hmm. in black all the time are you a nondescript are you forgettable mm -hmm. not me I'd wear rhinestone shoes or something <laughs> just just because um, so <laughs> I don't have rhinestone shoes anybody everybody I I'm a country girl um, I'm very comfortable <laughs> um, okay so I talked about that that's really important so anyway there are people call uh, people who actually teach people how to dress for business and you can go to any of the major department stores if you can have one outfit buy one outfit for the interview and for the first few weeks of job change the blouses I, I watch many classes on um, how to dress for success and that's mm -hmm. because I like to know things like that and I have a tendency to love a lot of color. My closet's full of beautiful things. But if I go anywhere, I sometimes spend more time looking than it takes to somebody else to dress. And there is something to be said that men have it easier. They have three colors in the closet, black, blue, and light blue. That makes it easier. Black skirt, black pants, blue, blue, one or two jackets. When I was a supervisor, I had two jackets, both of them darker color. One was black, one was um, dark bluish something. But I have multiple shirts with dark pants, I always look sharp, uh, sharp. And that saved me a lot of time because we spent a lot of emotional time trying to get ready. Mm -hmm. So if you can buy one outfit with uh, two pairs of one pants, one skirt, you'll have it made. And for gentlemen, that's much easier. I've had men tell me that they find their dress boring. I said, then change socks. I was just watching CBS this morning and there's a fella that was a football player and his name, his first name is Nate. That was for today. If anybody has a roof, you can look it up. Bright green socks. Oh, hello. <laughs> I loved it. I wish I could go through the screen and go, you go, guy. I loved it. I loved it. I says, oh, he's taking advantage of being able to be seen. Those socks were lime and bright green. To me, it shows he has a good sense of humor. It shows me he likes to be interesting. It shows me he steps outside his comfort zone because most people on TV would never do that. And most, a lot of men don't wear any socks. Oh, not him. Bright, bright blue. Agree. I mean, the greens was wonderful. So today's date is 8-11. If you can look it up, watch his socks. Wonderful. Uh, so there's people out there that are really desperate to be happy. And because of COVID, we got to see people work from home. That's a good thing and a bad thing. I've had uh, a job, I had a job or telephone company 
and I had five satellite offices and I was driving a lot, a lot of from Roseville, California to Grass Valley, to Tahoe, to Placerville and back again. I think I had Auburn also. And it was wonderful being out and drive around, right? But it was tiring because it got very routine. And we human beings like to have projects. I found that a lot of people who get uh, a sense of drudgery or dull in their lives, they don't have anything that's creating interest for them. So Shar and I were talking about it and some interesting has come up for her. And I heard in her voice, she's doing everything here, everybody, um, a bubble. <laughs> we need, human beings need to have something new. It doesn't mean you divorce and move on to somebody else. And it doesn't mean you have to move. What it means is that we need something as a project to pull us out of the drudgery of every day. You say, well, there's roadblocks around me. Well, how many times have you created something new? And I'm going to give you some ideas. I already gave you some like meetup.com, UFO investigation, ghost investigation. Do something fun to pull us out of the day. And right now it's uh, camping. So many people lost their jobs in COVID. So many people have started staying home with COVID. Staying home is a good thing, but more of a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. I've seen my clients. The idea of being indoors all the time. And it's hard because a lot of people had children and they started working from home. And the money wasn't as good because some people lost jobs. So they were stuck with babysitters. And I found that people were camping more. If they couldn't, uh, golfing and camping, any activity where you weren't with crowds. And so we human beings had projects. We could start golfing again. I golfed for a long time. Um, I think that people let me golf now. My bones have gotten better because of calcium supplements and stuff. Um, but we need projects. So if you want to build a garden, um, you want to uh, breed dogs, um, you want to do things that pull you out of where you are or camping. And the number one interest in America right now, believe it or not, is off-road camping. They get in trucks, they get in vans, they're getting SUVs, everything, anything that gets them in a camping situation. Amazing, amazing. If you get online, mm -hmm. YouTube, and just go off-road camping, you'll be absolutely staggered with the clubs that are there. I belong to a couple of clubs. It's um, uh, Senior Women Camping. Um, I, there's so many, my mind just got our cheap RV living, something like that. And it gives you ideas on how to be off-road. And these people that were home working uh, and the bosses as in TikTok and many, many big corporations and the girl today, oh, you have to go back to the office. Guess what she did? She put a notice in and found a job two weeks later. She'll be starting her job two weeks later because we want that. We want the mm -hmm. flexibility of our own life and being in control. You may work from home, but the idea is that you have more time off because you can plan. And mm -hmm. I am absolutely amazed. Um, uh, van life and old age alternative living. So they're getting jobs and working out of their vehicles. Um, a lot of jobs like like what Sharda uh, does, She's a write, she writes articles for newspapers. Um, I think newspapers, not magazines. Um, and I read a lot. And I read an article that said over 200,000 people, over 65 live in vans, SUVs. And the majority are women. Um, loving their lives and something they can afford. A lot of, of this generation, 65 and older, comes from a time when women did not work. 
So the husbands go out and find somebody new, trade the model in. And these women are living off from $800 to $1,000 a month in their vehicles. And I'm absolutely amazed how happy they are because the simplicity of life of which we try to have more and more and more. I'm covering a lot of topics, you guys, tonight. All these ideas could take an hour. Um, if you want me to talk about these other items I brought up, then we'll revisit them. But tonight, you know, I'm just like bulldozer going through it. Again, make a list of what and how you wish to live your life. You want a partner? Make yourself valuable. You want to be valuable to yourself? Love yourself. You want to be valuable to the job? Step out to your comfort zone and make sure they love you. Knowing yourself is number one. Um, and I already talked about want to marry, make yourself desirable, and expect that same of someone else putting you on your by putting your list for a future partner. Love yourself for being so brave. Admire the steps you've taken. Share your steps with others who need your wisdom. Curious, when we learn something and then we turn around, and I tell people, pay forward. What I taught you today, tell somebody else. My words aren't mine alone. They are to be shared. <laughs> and I watch videos and someone else will say my exact words. And I go, wow. I was valuable to that person. I love it. I've talked to Shar about it. I'm not insulted. Absolutely not. Because um, I try not to talk about what someone else said because I hope that I'm original. So a lot of this is just my stuff. And I wrote the book and I talk every day about this. But we are valuable to other people. And when you step outside yourself and you say, I'm not going to just hoard this information myself. When you teach something else to somebody or you're there for them, your spirit just, it's called brownie points. Oh, how many brownie points can you collect, everybody? And that helps you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> love yourself for being so brave. Admire the steps you've taken. Absolutely. If you can step outside yourself and you take a class like, oh, when I took Toastmasters, I loved it. It didn't help me be more outgoing, but it gave me the, the bosses when I was with the telephone company. They said, oh, good for you. I got the kudos. Pat on the back. Uh, share yourselves with others who need your wisdom. Said that visual yourself meeting the partner for your life, whether you marry or not. At one time when I saw a couple together in a vision, oh, you're going to marry. I see rings. I'm not seeing that anymore. <laughs> I see people together. I'm not shown rings. I, I go, well, you're going to be a couple. How long? It's up to you. Marriage is not always. And Goldie Hawn is so cute. All these years she'd been with that fellow of hers. Why should we have marriage? It's just a piece of paper. It ties you. Make it one long dating experience. Um, create a visual. Uh, live in the life you want. And concentrate every day on this goal. There's such a thing as creative visualization. And there are uh, the secret. Absolutely believe in that. Um, I have a, a, a client friend in Texas. Um, he's my tech guy too. And I really, he really believes he's going to win the money. And by, by golly. He asked me to, remember Sharp, I do this for her remote view. He says, take me through the house. And I started to, <laughs> I started off with the garage. And the garage, he wants to buy this house. It's millions of dollars. And you drive to the back of the house and then you go down into the garage. And I looked around and I started talking about how he goes into the house, steps up in there. And he doesn't even own it yet. How would he, how can I see a house he doesn't live in? Guess what? He must win the lotto or win money to be able to afford it because it's $8 million. How would I see that house when he hasn't been in it yet? He's only been seen online because it's for sale. I was walking around it. 
he is a firm believer in this in the secret absolutely get it rent it get it on you can watch it online broke somewhere because visualization and belief system changes our vibration remember i talked one week of when we want something or we are somebody everything i've spoke to tonight changes us vibrationally if you're a happy person and people come around you oh i like that person let me be around they're so good you know it feels good to be around them feels like a hug all the time you want to be around that person if you come into a room and someone's going you don't want to be around that person how about getting on an airplane and someone starts fight what do you run mm -hmm. to the other end oh hell excuse me yeah what if you walk in and the sweetest little grandma you ever all saw, she's handing out chocolate chip cookies to everybody. You want to give her a hug? Uh-huh. I want to get that chocolate chip cookie. I'm going to give that little grandma who went to all that trouble a hug. I'm different. I see myself really old. And I've been in airplanes and I'm the only one on the airplane that knows I'm going back. I was able to tell a lady the other day, she's going to be in her 93. And she says, oh, everybody tells me to be 90. I says, and I described you at 93 or something. You're going to be fine. In addition, I see you going to Greece or Italy, that direction for a trip in a few years. Get on the airplane. You're the only one knowing for sure you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. <gasps> oh, I never thought of that before. Okay. Um, this is going to be hard. Uh, so I want you to uh, remember the secret. Um, I actually purchased it. I have a DVD. You can watch it every few years. This person I know absolutely believes in it. And he sees himself in the house. How can I see what the garage of all places to start? That's because one thing he wants is a real expensive car. I don't want to say that what it is because he may know people who could watch this. This is the hard one. At the very end of your life, what will you be regretting? Well, I know one person said he wants to be single again. <laughs> I said, that's your choice. I can't tell you to do that. <laughs> I had a lady, I've talked to this lady before. The husband was a military man and they put him in a veterans hospital thing. And he was 91 or 92 years old. As soon as they put him in there, because he had some really serious health issues. He didn't have dementia, but it was just really, it was really sad. Um, and people have wounds from uh, military times. And unfortunately, I think that hurt his brain also. Um, it's just a long story. As soon as he was comfortable, she went and got a divorce lawyer. She says, I didn't want to become a widow. I wanted him to know I was divorcing him first. She could have wow. waited until he just died. She divorced him. She said, on my deathbed, as I got older, I didn't want to be known. I never stood up for myself and divorced him. I had never forgot that. Fran, if you're listening, I'm talking about you, honey. I love wow. this. I know. How can I? You know, people say to me, oh, you have all these stories. Well, I kind of hook on the same ones, but I'm going to be searching about 12 years of, of readings and talk about these. But sometimes the stories are so good, I can't forget a certain group. So that's why mm -hmm. I've mentioned her a couple of times. So I want you to say to yourself, if at the end of my life and I'm in bed, my heart is failing, what will I be mad about? Make a list. Make it today. What are the things you haven't done? Um, we all have them. Don't you tell me. Oh, my life is perfect. Well, excuse me. I am doing what I'm supposed to do. I do love this. And everybody knows how old I am. I can't, let me think here. 24 years Pacific Bell, 
33 is doing this. Let me think, how old was I started? Four. <laughs> but I have to say, finding our true purpose and our passion for a lifetime is not everybody's quest, not everybody's doings. I didn't ask for this. I got cancer, went through divorce, and then I thought, why do bad things happen to good, boring people? <laughs> the good people, but boring. Uh, even though I raced horses and ran, it just was inconceivable to me. I'd never heard a living soul. But it forces us to step outside of our comfort zone because I wasn't listening to the universe. And I call it the red brick of God. Don't get hit by the red brick of God, everybody. If you have something that you're passionate about, I'm not saying for you to quit your job or get divorced. Integrate it into your life. I have people that, and one lady, um, she worked as petition. Um, um, she's, uh, she was a vet now she's in Texas. So if you're watching this, you know I'm talking about you. Um, a beautician that does skincare. Anybody? <laughs> What's that called? Um, anyway, she she got in this wonderful opportunity to learn how to remove uh, tattoos and stuff. And I said, oh, oh, I see eventually you working near a prison where you're going to have an option to work for them to remove prisoners' tattoos. And this mm -hmm. is like 10, 15 years back. Well, she moved once and that was there. And she moved again to Texas and it's nearby, if I remember right now. You can call and talk to me about this. And I saw that on her path. Whether she does or not, she had the option to do that. And that, I think that would be immensely satisfying to help young people in prisons that get themselves facial tattoos. And they do that mm -hmm. to remove that so they have a clean start when they get out. Anybody, that's a great idea look into it because that soul satisfaction um, for me to give of myself and my life my energy um, mm -hmm. is a wonderful experience okay let me keep going because I can hear Char going and crash on me here um, <laughs> very hard to see yourself uh, as at least as a it's very hard to see yourself I talked a lot of things remember a half hour an hour just not long enough to see you as a person on a list as a list on a piece of paper Write something down every few days for a week or a month to set in motion your wishes, wants, hopes, and desires. If that is what you want in a partner, if you want a new job, um, you want to have friends in your life, um, make sure that you put that down. And as mm -hmm. far as career, absolutely. Human beings change careers at least three times. Look at everybody's life. You'll see three major changes. We human beings live, live better and happier. You have something to look forward to. Make sure that you have projects. You write a book. This is some of the ideas I came up with to help you think through. Have you been wanting to do these things? I'm trying to get down here. Have you been wanting to do things you put on the back burner? I don't care how much time you spend on this. I have a little girl that's an accountant, and she's always wanted to write romance. So I've been talking with her what to put on the walls. We're just romancing her life up. Oh, my gosh, she's having so much fun. Uh, as a writer myself, I have eight lined up. So now that we're finally moved and we're comfortable, get that pen and pencil out of computer out. We human beings live better and happier if we have something to look forward to. So I'm going to give you more ideas here. Write a book, take a trip, paint the house for yourself. Paint the house by yourself. Great. I did it once. It was terribly big. But when I sit back after I was done, I went, wow, I did it myself. For women who uh, feel creative, but they never made a dress, don't don't have to do that. Make doll clothes for your children. Uh, one lady I know in Sacramento, she and her partner started a business making um, out of wedding dresses 
um, dresses for children at confirmation and for funerals. What a wonderful idea. Um, ever learn how to cook, take a cook? And when I was a young woman, we built a house and I went, it was so new, the microwave for people's homes, it was is bigger like this. I actually took a class on how to cook in a microwave oven. I am not a good cook, anybody. <laughs> and my children said, you ruined us for life, mom. I'm never going to have fish. And I go, why? She said, you cooked it in the microwave. I said, I took a recipe and said, it looked terrible. I ruined them for life. Uh, learn how to cook. Um, I want to be a vegetarian. I want to be more vegetarian. So do I take a class? Oh, there's a lady across the street, my subdivision. She's a vegetarian. She says, I'll teach you how. I go, wow, okay. I got someone, I'm going to take classes from her. Uh, build a bed frame. So I know people who built bed frame for themselves. Why go out and spend a bazillion dollars for one? Build a bed frame or headboard. Mm -hmm. Get that stable gun out, people. Uh, take a trip. Plan a trip. Go where. Uh, so my family said, Grandma, where would you like to go? And I'd like to go to England to look at some castles. You know why I want to go see some ghosts, right? And my daughter says, Mom, you don't travel very good. I says, I know. You know, you almost have to make me unconscious so my stomach gets. <laughs> I don't travel very good. She says, did you know that America in America, we have castles you can visit. I says, line me up. Can I drive there? Uh, it's not as far as Europe. <laughs> Maybe an hour or two, we'll put you on a plane. We'll just, we'll just give you a couple drinks. <laughs> and I don't drink very well, so it'll, it will relax my stomach. Uh, look at castles in America, everybody. My husband wants to go to Custer's Last Stand. Go somewhere exciting. Go somewhere where you haven't been. Um, I have a girlfriend, two girlfriends, learning how to put false eyelashes on. All right, small steps, everybody. Small steps lead up to bigger steps. How about ghost investigation? I know someone teaches it. How about meditation mm -hmm. classes? Or as we were talking, UFO night, going out night, UFO sightings. I'm getting my van fixed up so I can do that. Art class. Um, I, I'm an artist. I'd like to learn how to paint again. You know, how about that fellow on TV with a the afro everybody he's been dead for 25 years and people are still learning how to paint from his videos or learning how to sing i mean how many people have watched a great um american idol or uh some of those other shows and sang along with those how many kids on youtube four five six years old are singing everybody should watch videos and learn how to sing and copy it's great it's great um so <laughs> And so we talked about the anxiety of the work environment and how to overcome it. I did already talk about that. And one of the things that one person said to me is, I'm really good at my job. But anybody puts me in an interview and I crash. I says, then take Toastmasters. Again, you need to put yourself on the firing line to get used to being talked to. The other thing that's really overcoming, helping you overcome it, is in a job interview, which I did mention earlier, is overcoming how to be interviewed is self-empower yourself by saying, is this a company for me? It's like dating, is this person good enough for me? Look at the company with critical eyes and saying, if my mother were to, <laughs> if my mother were here, what kind of questions would I ask for her? Because you have the right to know. Uh, okay, so I've talked about that. Um, peeking at slides, also if you're of interview. Um, smaller goals. 
again, small goals. Work on projects or desire to have that in your life. Sometimes people will say to me, I want to do this and that. So I'll say, you want to put a new floor in your house? How about decorating a tabletop with the same materials first? Small steps to see if you can do it. Um, feel good about yourself. Each goal will feel better and better. One of the hardest things we get is I've talked a lot about a lot of things. You say, well, how do I get started? I said little steps, make a list. The telephone yellow pages, if you can get hold of a telephone book, has every job in the world. It has also every hobby in the world. It has everything that you could be interested in. Find the biggest telephone book in Sacramento or the biggest town nearby and go page to page and circle those things of careers you would like to pursue or hobbies because they're all listed. When I was uh, uh, two, around 2000 is when I took a rollerblade class. And in Rockland, there was a woman who left her career to only teach women how to rollerblade. She made a fortune. I, I'd like to know how she's doing today. She's probably pursuing another hobby. In, in the years that I was learning to run, um, early 80s, um, we had a friend in the group that we were part of that didn't have good feet. And she says, I'm going to design a shoe. And I want people to know that we don't have to go out and have, I had to go and get orthotics measured, put your foot in goop, and they would create an orthotic for you. I spent hundreds of dollars so I could have better feet. And she says, I'm going to open a store. Uh, I think I'll something call it Fleet Feet or something. Guess what, show? She created one of the biggest industries in America, sports equipment and shoe wear because she wanted better for herself. Little steps mm -hmm. made it to big steps. I so many stories. Um, each time you do something, it makes your spirit stronger. Each time you conquer a little thing. So every little goal, every little hobby, every little interest in dating, every little interest in stepping outside yourself, all feels better to make us a better human being. I want you to realize that only you can trap yourself and only you can rescue yourself. That's really hard to remember. Don't get trapped by your fears because you're the only one that knows your fears and the only one that knows how to solve your fears. Because a fear isn't yours alone. It usually belongs to someone who mistreated you somewhere in mm -hmm. the past that you've forgotten all about. Um, never look down on someone's struggles. Never harm another soul. If you're in a situation, this is really, really important, everybody. Nobody on the planet is 100% tactic, um, tactful, and including me. And unfortunately, sometimes I'll forget something and I'll remember, oh, did I say that right for that person? Did I say it right? In fact, I'm thinking about something now of someone who's dating and I don't want her to get in a situation where this man is uh, um, not meeting her, but he has a disabled daughter. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is he gonna be the one that says, by the way, she needs a surgery, I need $2,000, and that's 20000 you know, that kind of situation. So I've got to get back to her because it's haunting me because I don't know if I should have said something. Never harm another soul in the process of eliminating someone from your life. If you're in a dating situation or a job change, to punish somebody because you want to change or you don't want that person is a crime against the universe. Um, never take away someone's free will. And so in my readings, I will say what I see but it's up to them for the journey to get there. If they meet someone on the way, they call me, well, this I says, I can't live your life for you. You're the only one that knows the choices you need to make to get to where I see you going. Very difficult. In that process, do not harm another soul 
because that person's soul then is wounded to create the problems that we talked about tonight. If you're going to break up with somebody, put the blame on you and walk away clean. It could be their fault. Absolutely, that sucker. <laughs> but you say, I've outgrown the situation. You made me a better person. I think I can walk on my own. Walk away. If you're going to change jobs because that son of a gun for a boss, I, I'm changing jobs because I learned what I need to here. Better opportunity, better money. Even if you don't plan to work, go home. Say, I'm, I'm leaving because I got a better opportunity. That's always very, very important. Well, I talked really fast and I talked a whole hour. I was, I'm sorry, everybody. I just hit the highlights. But like I said, when I started writing notes, I went, oh, my gosh, what areas of interest? Well, dating and jobs are number one in the whole world. Got mm -hmm. it? And I think the second thing is, is that we need projects and we need something that pulls us out of our comfort zone so that our self-confidence can grow. So those are the three areas I thought were the most important. Anybody in the chat room, because I can't see it. I was reading off my notes here. Anybody want something talked about, please write me a note. I'm always open. Um, some of the things I talk about, I've made mistakes just like everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. 33 years, I've got to, I, I'm by, I better, Char and I talk about, I better know something by now. I'm hoping I help you versus put it in the book and charge a bazillion dollars for it. How's that? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. teaching classes when you can get it free here. So if mm -hmm. you have a topic you want me to talk about, I'm here to do that. And if you can, interest, please give us a thumb up here. And then go to my channel, Nancy Matt Psychic, and sign up subscriber. Because sooner than later, as soon as I feel like we have enough people that would follow me too, um, I will start talking about all the clients for the last 33 years. Before I got into digital uh, MP3s, I have recordings. I have hundreds of hours that I'm willing to go through to teach you what I've learned to share with you about your life. All right, everybody, I've, I've enjoyed this. Okay, Shark, take it away, kid. Okay, that was great. I learned a lot, too. I like, you know, I like shows where I learn a lot. Okay, I Sunday. Hope did. I hope the room did. I did. Yeah, Sunday, I will be back. Uh, we're we're good, 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 blah, good to the second half of Mary Muter's book, because we had to start it last night, uh, you know, because there was a scheduling thing going on with with the guests, so we're going to be finishing that. I'll be finishing it off Sunday. I might extend it out another week. We'll see. So that'll be at 6 30 p.m. Pacific. Monday, Marin Muter will be with us live in the studio well, her, from, from, from her haunted castle in Rhode Island. She's going to be live with us Monday at 6 30 p.m. Pacific as well. All right, quick reminder um, as I announced in the, front, in the front part of the show about the, med the meditation club. If you're interested in that and, and it's something you want to do, and meditation does help you relax and things like that and to help your health and whatnot. If it's something that you, it sounds like something you want to do, just head on over to the California Haunts Meetup, look it up under events, and uh, sign on up, just like the Second Development Class 2 class. All right. Well, without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go and enjoy your weekend. And uh, I'll give you Nancy's information and all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys on Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, for the book reading. Here we go. What happened? Oh, there you are. I thought I lost you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Websites, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, M, and A are capped. YouTube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic, the N, M, and P are capped. Help get me out of this funk by Nancy Matt.
two worlds developing their psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. And you can, of course, get those at Amazon. And, of course, once again, thank you all for coming. And if you like the show, I forgot, almost forgot to say it, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to build up our following. And if you haven't done so already, you like what you hear today, please be sure to leave me a thumbs up, happy face, or something like that. We we want to share your love. Okay? What's some love? <laughs> thumbs it's up. Love. All right, everybody. Up, yeah. Nice seeing right, everybody guys. in the class, in the room. See you next week. Bye-bye. Right, I'll, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> Bye. We're all tired. <laughs> Good night.